yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the Daryl Hammond to my Bill Hader, Brad Roman. Hey, that's me. That doesn't sound anything like Daryl Hammond. I'm doing an impression of me doing Daryl Hammond. Oh! So it's actually very good. I like that a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. And the James Austin Johnson to my Bill Hader, Nate Laux. And I said, I'm, I can't really do his, uh, uh, I don't really do a truck. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so if, yeah, that was more like Bobcat Gold. I know, it was. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. Hey, hey you, you guys. Do you want me to be president? I don't know why. Hot <laughs> to Trot was a good movie. Yeah, it made me one day I would be president. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know, those are three impressionists that have been on <laughs> Saturday Night Live in the last decade. I'll tell you one thing I'm good at. It's Daryl Hammond's Bill Clinton. <laughs> It perfect. might be just okay though. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so welcome to the uh, to the to the show, boys and girls. Uh, oh, thanks, yeah. thanks for joining us. I, I'll I'll do I can do Daryl Hammond's Al Gore. Lockbox. Yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, one and a half percent of people <laughs> use the internet that I invented. That I invented. I like it. Lockbox. Lockbox. <laughs> do you ever good, good you. practice your impressions in the car? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Do you? Yeah, honestly, hundred percent. I never do. Sometimes I don't have some, an impression. Sometimes I'll just do random voices to myself too. Like, and then he'll call me. Yeah. Hey. He did, he had this one for a while that, uh, called Sick Rick. This isn't a bit. You think this is a bit? <laughs> no, it's not. That's no, a real he, thing. He, he would call and he go, he go, Hey, <coughs> it's me, Sick Rick. And he would just. And I'm like, Who is this? <coughs> you know, your buddy, Sick Rick. And he would cough hard into the phone. And I'm like, I don't like this. And I would call him out. I'm like, Brad, I don't like this character. <laughs> what character? I'm sick, Rick. <laughs> and I'm like, it was just your coughing into my goddamn ear. And I go, what did you want to talk about? He goes, nothing, gotta go. Sick, Rick, out. And he would hang up. What the fuck? Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, it's not good. It was a great Not bit. good. <laughs> so this is a movie podcast where we talk about the latest movies we see. We talk about a, fuck, a couple trailers. Mm-hmm. We'll talk some trailer talk. It's trailer time? Uh, not, not, not yet, buddy. Uh, I don't want to skip around. You know, I want to make sure that we're on point and we got things by the book here because Brad runs a tight ship. Mm-hmm. I know everything about chips. Uh, do you have any more of those Pringles? Oh my God. No, you're you, not you allowed. You literally ate all you, the Pringles. You ate all of them. I even got a second one and you went through that too. Mm-hmm. That was good. Oh. You dirty little people. You know, I do have for you though. What? Got Today's some, sponsor? Yeah, something else I'm going to have you put in your mouth today. Oh, okay. no, don't, don't, don't when like you phrase it like that, it's going, a very don't big love this. Don't love it. What do you mean you don't love it? I don't even know what it is, but I don't love it. You want me putting snacks in your mouth? Will you stop saying it like that? Uh, today, guys, we're getting into the festive season. Thing, mm. Things are turning a little bit Christmassy. You know, even though it's November, they 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 put out the Christmas stuff right away. Like, Did you put it, up your tree at home yet? Not yet. I want to. I just haven't had the time. I was in Walgreens on on Halloween on the thirty first, and they had all the candy was marked on half price, and they already had their Christmas. Stuff. I got no problem oh, yeah. with that. I got no problem. They with were that. they were starting to put Christmas stuff up the last week leading up to Halloween. <sighs> I take my daughter to like Hobby it. Lobby, and they put their Christmas stuff up in July. Well, of course they do. That's a super right wing Christian organization. Oh my gosh, Hobby Lobby has uh. Uh, four glass ornaments of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're just their heads and like the perfect animation oh, design really? for each one of them. You bet your ass I bought all four of them. They're <laughs> awesome. They're going on the tree this year. So buckle up, buttercup. We're getting Christmas on. Anyway, it's festive season. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben, let me let me ask you, what kind of nuts do you like to put in your mouth? <sighs> I, I, I'm, I'm actually interested in this. Go ahead, Ben. I mean- I, I, I like mixed nuts. I will say I like. I like What's your favorite nut, nut though? <laughs> What's the nut that really gets you in a tizzy? 
The, the almond? Is the, ca- the, the cashew? The pecan? I think that I like a dry roasted almond. A dry roasted almond? Yeah, like a dry roasted See, almond. See, the only way I'll do almonds is if they're like honey roasted or cinnamon roasted. Nope, I love a good almond. It's just a, even a slightly salted almond. Oh, oh my God, this is so boring. What uh, What are you doing? Oh, well, tonight I'm going to pop some nuts in your mouth. Oh uh, God, don't say these are, like these are like These are Christmassy nuts, holiday nuts, I guess you could say. Uh, you know how I like to get my holiday nut on. Uh, <laughs> so planners, you're just making yourself laugh over yeah, it. Nobody else finds that. Not, we have like 14 listeners, and all of them, it was dead silence in their car while they walk to work. You and then you just hear. <laughs> here's my. What I love friend. about no, it. It was, it was such friend. a childish here's, giggle. It was. He, like, he, this is the funniest thing I've ever said. Guys, I said nuts. <laughs> Uh, so planters, they bring out some special flavors of nuts around the holidays. Last year, they had these incredible uh, cinnamon roasted pecans. They they were fucking awesome. I bought like four bags, and I just finished the last bag like last month because they were mm, yum yum yum. Uh, they have a new flavor this year, uh, and that is apple cider donut flavored cashews. Those look like Hall's. Like throat lozenges. Now, do that's you, the bag that you've brought? How do you feel about apple cider donuts? Do you like apple cider donuts? I don't know that. Honestly, I've love never, them. never love had them. one. Have I love never, donuts. How have you never had an apple cider I've donut? Just never had they one. come out around the fall. They have like little sprinkly uh, cinnamon sugar on them. They taste like apple cider. I don't know if you've heard of this or not. But yeah, so get get some of these apple cider donut cashews. They look like they are coated and roasted with a little bit of sweetness. So uh, just go ahead and pop some of these nuts in your mouth. Oh. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm liking this. That's pretty dang good. It, it just tastes like a very, very sugary, very sugary uh, cashew. I like the apple flavor, though. It's got a very nice it apple. It does have a little hint of apple there. I don't, I, don't like, I, don't, I don't really like cashews much. I love cashews. No, give me an almond. Cashews are my favorite nut, I think. Really? What about a pecan? I like pecans, but I I only like pecans also similarly if they are like cinnamon roasted. Oh, honey you're not. Honey hey, don't, don't sleep on the peanut. Okay. I like a good ballpark peanut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are really good. I'm, I'm going to be munching on these all guys, the live long day. Do you eat the shells of the peanuts? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I do. No, I'm uh, not a fucking monster. I really do eat the shell. The Ugh. Pop the whole thing in your mouth. That's, only, that's not doing any favors to your digestive system, but Nope, nope, nope. You feel it coming out later. Yeah, but that's going to be no, cut. No, 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 no. That is going to cut up your b-hole. No, no. It, it strengthens the system. No, it doesn't. That's like that's like eating, like, like that's like a level grade down from glass. Yeah, no. It scrapes your insides, and it makes it a nice Ugh. red mixture, and it just gets it all out. You're going to- I'm single. <laughs> you're going to get, like, <laughs> peanut shells stuck in your rectum. Nope. You promise? Ugh. <laughs> Is that a guarantee, planners? <laughs> You're nasty. But these apple cider Says, donut planners, planners coming cashews. from the guy that giggles when he talks about nuts. Planners peanuts in the shell. They're gonna get stuck in your rectum. We <laughs> guarantee it. I love it. But yeah, so yeah, these are out uh, on shelves now, along with the return of the cinnamon roasted pecans, which are delicious. I recommend them both. No, th- those are not bad. They just yeah. they, they're very sugary. There you go. Delicious nuts. Put them in your mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me, guys? I said nuts. <laughs> I'm Brad Oberyn. It's <laughs> pretty good impression. Not gonna lie. Uh, hey, Brad. Uh huh. You watched any movies <laughs> lately, buddy? Yeah. So the last movie I watched <laughs> uh, was Dumb Money. Oh, okay. How was it? I haven't seen it yet. So for those of you who don't know, Dumb Money is the story of the GME GameStop stock stonk. 
affectionately known on on Wall Street bets on Reddit as a stonk. And the rise and fall of that uh, saga where retail investors propped up the value of GameStop to much to the chagrin of Wall Street hedge funds that had been shorting the stock. And so if you don't know what any of that means... I kind of forgot this movie existed, by the way. Uh, if you think a company's going to do bad, you can short a stock. And so then you make money if the company loses money. But if the company uh, reverses course, it does really, really well. The downside is it's kind of like you can have an unlimited downside where you can lose a lot of money. And so these Wall Street investors led by um, uh, Roaring Kitty was his name and Deep Fucking Value on uh, Wall Street Bets. Um, he bought uh, Keith fi- Gill. Keith Gill bought forty three thousand dollars worth of GameStop stock uh, because he just thought this is a good. This is a good. I like the stock, and it just became a movement. And it was came at the right time where people were feeling, feeling very downtrodden about the stock market in general, and and the anti corporate sentiment. Uh, yeah, I really want to fuck was, over the one percent. And so it became this thing, uh, diamond hands, right? Don't sell. And this, we're going to take the stock to the moon, and it did. It went all the way up to four hundred and sixteen dollars when it was trending, trading at like a dollar or, or something like that. And so people were worth millions and, and and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is a story of how that happened. Um, and it's it's uh, who's the lead actor? Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yep. And then uh, um, uh, Ron Swanson and, and Seth Rogen play Nick, Nick Offerman. Uh, uh, <laughs> did I say Ron Swanson? You did. <laughs> Nick Offerman and, and Seth Rogen uh, play Wall Street guys. Um, and it, it is. It's Pete clever. Davidson's in this, right? He is. He, Pete Davidson plays uh, Roaring Kitty's brother, and he's a degenerate. Who, who? And I hope this is true. Um, he's a DoorDash driver who just eats the food, <laughs> and it's just so funny because he like smokes weed and he comes up to like finishing fries as he's putting the order down. Pete just, Davidson feels like he could still be an Uber driver right now. Absolutely, he he's he's got a backup plan. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's a very fun movie to watch. It it's striving so hard to be something that it really isn't though. Yeah, it's is trying, it trying to, be, to be the social network. It's trying to be the big short. Yeah, and it's not. It's just a. It's more of a fun story because they even do the thing at the end where they have like you know so and so you know won. So they're they're like we fought the system and we won, but no, nothing changed. Like there's one guy went out of business. You know everybody else is still doing fine on Wall Street. So it, nothing really changed. And honestly, so did 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 this guy this key kill? Did he make a ton of money then, or he, did he, he kind of lose it too? He ended up. Uh, he could have made so much more. But he ended up, uh, I believe, selling half and keeping half at when it was peaked out, and so like he he did make quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. But some people made a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand in the movie, and then some people made negative, you know, eight thousand dollars because they held the entire time. If anybody uh, has any schemes like this, they're cooking up. I do have a lot of student loans that I would love to take care of. So if you got anything that just gets me, a, a well, it, it was such a, a unique thing, especially for the like Twitter culture at the time. That they did a couple other stocks as well, didn't they? Like, were they? I actually, they were they were going to do AMC theaters, right? I, yeah, yeah. And so I caught that because I bought AMC when it was very cheap, and I sold it when it was trending at like twenty five dollars. I was one of those ones that just forgot about it, bought it at eighty eight cents, and got it, uh, sold it for. I made a couple thousand dollars, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I, but when I, when you can buy something for like eighty bucks, and then in six months just like randomly remember mm. about it. And so I just checked it on the day that it was trending in t- on Twitter, and it was. It was worth a lot of money, so I, I made out pretty well on that one. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have to try this again and see if it works. Yeah. Yeah, do it again. I would like to make some millions off of buying stonks. <laughs> Millionaire stonks. Yes. The performances are very good. The it's narrative a, it's is a, very a great cast. I mean- Yeah, the cast is awesome, um, and, and it is. It's, it's almost a who's who, honestly. Who is who? 
I mean, it just the. So I mean, do you want to know? So it's 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 Ron Swanson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio's in it too. I think um, isn't um, uh, what's, uh, what's her name? Fucking Bucky Barnes in it. Oh yeah, yep. Sebastian Shaw. He plays the uh, Stan. Why is Sebastian Shaw? That's a different person. He plays the CEO of Robin Hood, who really are the fucking worst in in the real story and the movie. I mean, they halted trading, which is they said you could only sell it, you couldn't buy any more of it. Yeah. And that really fucked the movement, and nothing ever happened with that. Yeah. And Shailene Woodley's in it. Wh- which one's that? Sorry, Shailene Woodley. She plays the wife of Keith Kill, Paul Dano's wife. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. And then who's the 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 um, Latina woman that is in it? America Ferrera. America Ferrera. See, I always get her confused with so many others. That's because you're racist. Okay. <laughs> she was great too, though. I don't know who, who her, she's a nurse in the movie, and her coworker is this a uh, uh, large African American dude, and he was great. Who is it? I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's a character actor I've never never seen him before. Oh, okay. Fair anyway, uh, good movie. Check it out. Uh, you, just don't be expecting a life changing like, you know. Oh, this is, look at it, it feels again like they really wanted a pat on the back for making this film a little bit. That's kind of what it, what it ended up uh, being like. That actor is Mahala Harold. Oh, and actually, I'm not sure that I know who that is. What else oh, has he been in? Um, he was in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, okay. The Honeymoon, uh, Plan B. That's fine. We're, we don't have to play that. He's great. Yeah, he's good in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay. I just said that. Triple Bodies. Brad, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Uh, the last movie I saw was the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Because we did not assign movies this time. We were a little busy. So you picked this on your own. I did. I, I hadn't seen it yet, and I've been. Well, sit- I just want to be very clear. <laughs> we did yeah. not assign this. Yeah, I've been sitting on it and uh, hadn't watched it yet, so I decided to go out of my way too. Yeah, what did you think? I watched it as well. What did you think? You watched it recently? Uh, maybe a month ago. Oh, you didn't decide not talk about? I think I forgot about it. Yeah, real nice. Oh, it must have been a must really, been really good, good. humdinger. No, actually, actually, I didn't dislike it if I remember right. No, yeah, I, mean, I actually think that it's pretty good, and honestly, this is the most satisfied I've been by a live action Disney remake since Cinderella. Ew. Cinderella was fantastic, uh, but this one it's uh, it does a pretty good job like uh, enhancing the original story, adding some layers to it that weren't there before, and it was stuff that I didn't necessarily realize about the original until watching the movie. But like the original Little Mermaid uh, doesn't give Eric his own song in uh, in the movie. The original Little Mermaid um, only really gives Ariel um, you know the the big part of your world song and and. Uh, and like she gets the early. Who does most of the singing then? So that's the that's the thing. Ursula gets a song, and then like there's under the sea, and it's it's not like there's like an overwhelming number of songs, but there's still plenty of songs. But Ariel, you know, because she, she loses her voice, she doesn't sing after that for most of the movie. Gotcha. So what they do here is they still they give her like a musical inner monologue where she still has a couple oh. other songs and like and that that was actually a really nice touch i really appreciated that uh but they kind of enhance ariel's story and how she she experiences much more if you could be in my head she experiences much more about the world uh and it's not just centered around eric as the prince so it's not just like oh it's just ariel falling in love and like realizing that her whole world 
is human man now uh she gets to like <laughs> her whole world is human man now. yeah uh she gets like she fi- finds out about dancing and hears this music and experiences like the, the culture of like this this island you know essentially that they they live on and everything um melissa mccarthy man she is great as ursula yeah, she movie. killed it yeah what she does with her voice was super impressive i was wondering if she was actually really going to be able to pull it off and not sound like melissa mccarthy but she does some really theatrical things with her voice that i was just really really impressed by that is also make a note too that there was a lot of people critical of that casting when she got yeah. cast and i thought she killed it as i well. thought she was fantastic actually the one that i, I was a little disappointed though that they took away the poor unfortunate soul song from yeah. her because i would have loved to have seen her do that the the one maybe there's just not much to give to this character i i didn't think javier bardem did that great I didn't think yeah, that, I mean, that role just didn't There's seem honestly to, not much for Triton to do. Because they filled out some of these other roles, yeah. and I felt like they didn't fill that one out at all. Like, yeah, and like, and I think that's partially because it's it's Ariel's story. You know, um, was they, Eric played by somebody? Yeah. Not any, not someone who I was familiar with, gotcha. So, um, I, and I forget his name. Uh, Jonah Howard King. Most importantly, d- does she know what a fork is? Uh, well, it's it's called- A thingamabob? No, a dinglehopper. Is that really? Yeah. In this one too, but she does have twenty thingamabobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's been too long. I don't even. I haven't. Thingam- you want thingamabobs? I've got, I've got 20. twenty. But who cares? No big deal. I want more <laughs> nuts. I want more nuts. Give me the nuts. Wow. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, the Dinglehopper is the fork that that uh, she gets because gotcha. Scuttlebutt is uh, voiced by Aquafina, which actually wasn't annoying. And they, <laughs> Jesus man, no, because no, only because Aquafina works in small doses, and like when you get Aquafina, you know exactly what you're. You getting. get Aquafina. It's, 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 yep. it's the same stick all over and over again. But no, she's she's funny as the. So it's not a seagull anymore. I forget what kind of bird it is, but it's a bird that has the ability to like dive under and swims underwater actually, so that she can have scenes with Ariel underwater and with Sebastian and stuff. Um, but the they actually give scuttle uh and sebastian an extra uh lin-manuel miranda style rap song which is which was actually pretty clever and and very well done uh but yeah i so i enjoyed it i was actually uh fairly um surprised by how much i enjoyed the little mermaid uh i didn't love flounder um yeah it was just a whatever kind of mm -hmm. thing it's it's jacob tremblay it's not that he was bad no he 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 didn't do a bad job with the voice direction just not as funny as the character is in the animated movie and he doesn't have much to do you know it's it's definitely uh much more for sebastian and they beefed up aquafina a little bit i think but yeah uh it's a northern gannet is the bird there you go you know perfect a northern gannet i'm gonna put that Mm -hmm. in my back pocket for jeopardy yep this bird flies above the sea and also under the sea uh, what is a northern gannet? For 200, the Daily Double. Ah, well, no, no. I've been told that- the, I don't know. I would have been told that it was the Daily Double I before, don't know. So I could- Hepardy. Is that how you say it? Not a Mexican show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's honestly, that's the only movie I've seen. I did start watching a show, though. What, uh, Nate, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? No, wait, I want to hear about it. I okay. started watching FX's Reservation Dogs. I- Love that show. I, I keep hearing how good it is, and I've been meaning to it, watch it. It is one of my favorite shows of the last couple of years. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's great. Uh, they did three seasons, and they're done. They they went out on their own terms. So good. Though. Executive produced by Taika Waititi uh, follows four indigenous kids who are kind of living in this small town, and they want out. So like they're kind of these small time crooks where they're like stealing things and selling them and trying to make money so they can move to California. Uh, and I've only seen the first episode, but I really dug it. Really, really liked it. It is a series that you'll find yourself uh, laughing a lot because there's some really good situational yeah, humor it's very in there funny. um but also 
like it'll it'll break your heart yeah. at times too. So it's just really well written. Uh, actors that you really don't know though. The 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 main girl there, I think, is starting to get some like she's doing some stuff right now. Um, she's got some roles coming up. Okay. Um, but I just love it. I, I think it's such a great show. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, I, I really like the first episode, and I'm uh, going to keep watching it. And uh, yeah, if you're interested, you should check that out. It's on Hulu, since Hulu has their FX on Hulu deal. So you can check that out. And I just want to say, too, um, I, I have, I've continued listening to this Jeopardy podcast that I've been well, we're uh, getting into podcasts caught now, up too. in. It's called This is Jeopardy, and it's just the story of the show. And how it's made. There was a really funny part in an episode, actually, where, so, Johnny Gilbert is the guy who does the voiceover, the, this is Jeopardy! And he tells a story about Alex Trebek coming to fix his toilet, because he was there, and he's like, well, we were on break, and he's like, and I was using the toilet, and all of a sudden it started overflowing. And I was like, oh my god, I tried to find somebody, and Alex was in the makeup chair, and he goes, he goes, Johnny, what's what's wrong? He's like, oh, my toilet's overflowing. And Alex just gets up, and he goes in, and he fixes the toilet, and everything's fine. But he's saying it in, like, the voice... That oh, is his, yeah, that is his normal voice. So he's talking about it in a way like that where it sounds like a game show announcer yep. and talking about the most mundane things, and it was so funny. <laughs> so Jeopardy, it's good. You like Jeopardy, Ben? I like when we talk about movies. Well, Jeopardy has been in a lot of movies. Have you seen White Men Can't Jump? I have, actually. There's a whole sequence yeah. about Jeopardy. Yeah, foods that start with the letter Q. Uh-huh. Do you remember what the answers were? Quince. Mm-hmm. And what else? Quiche. Uh-huh. Quail. Uh-huh. And that's all I got, actually. And I think that actually, I was really, I was really impressed. No, it's pretty good. That's not bad. The other one that I remember is uh, she says Quahog, which is Quahog, the city that yep. they're in from in Family Guy, mm. which is a clam. Mm-hmm. And then the other, uh, what is the the Daily Double one? Is a Q one? I forget what it is. Is that the Quince? Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We're There's gonna a, say it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a deep dive on Jeopardy in the movie. White man, White man can't, can't jump. jump. You're all welcome. Yeah, well, we we love movies here. You know what? I w- I really wish they would have had that element in the new White Man Can't Jump. Brought Jeopardy back? Hell yeah, that would have been pretty good. Awesome. I, I wouldn't have been upset about it. Uh, Nate, did you watch a movie this week, buddy? I watched a couple, but I'm like I'm like Brad. I didn't get a chance to watch a ton. Um, the one I I watched that was new to me anyway was Gran Turismo. Uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a David, David Harborite. Um, I do love <laughs> David Harbour a lot, and so uh, I, I actually really really enjoyed this film. I'm not a car guy. I'm not a like a race car guy. No, Indy car would be like if if somebody gave me free tickets to Indy 500, I would not go. I don't want anything to do with car racing. I just, well, I wouldn't go that far. I think it would be pretty. Unique yeah, no, you can go. I won't. I'll be bored out of my. I'll be honest, I, I don't. It feels like a music festival vibe, and I would never go. I want to hear the sounds of. The oh night. yeah, that's no, what you want out of everything. I don't, I don't. Yeah, just you want to sit there. And Lisa, I need another beer. That was wait, wait, no, wait. Do that one more time. Laser! Another beer! There you go. Yeah. Now you've completed the Indianapolis <laughs> 500 experience. You don't have to go now. So this is a film that, I mean, I'm, here, here's here's the crazy thing. What do you mean I got to take this flag down? It just says what I feel about people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Blue lives matter and people need to hear it. It was about states' rights and you know it. <laughs> This is our history. <laughs> Guys, this is like the little Port Fourth of July parade. Come so. on, it's not that <laughs> Lisa, go get me another beer. Move your hair out of your face so I can see your teeth. I thought you were going to say tits. <laughs> oh, no. 
Jesus <laughs> Christ, Brad. Well, it's not you. It's a character. Yeah, but not me. <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> you know, we, we end the show and I'm like, bye, everybody. Bye. And I'm like, well, anyways, I got to get back to Lisa and her tits. So I'll be upstairs with the dogs. And I, you know, I got to check his ball sack for ticks again. He's been in that goddamn mill pond. And I can't tell you what. Anyway, I'll tell you what, Rusty had the biggest tick in his nutsack the other day. Man, I dug that shit out with some tweezers. Well, it wasn't a tweezers, it was, it was a broken Coors Light bottle, but I got it. I got I, the I got goddamn it. thing. I'll tell you, Rusty did not mean like squeezing his nuts, though. He, he was man. like, oh, oh. that's how Rusty was saying, I'm not squeezing his nuts. Then he turned on me, caught me square in the giblets. <laughs> This has been Redneck Corner, brought to you by Ben and Brad. Uh, we should start but, our own show. Uh, but by we way, have our own show. Did, did no, no, you, with the Redneck. Oh, just that's that's the whole show. Hey, welcome to Redneck Corner with Ben and Brad. Ding. All right, so uh, Gran Turismo's good. Uh, <laughs> no, did, did you like Gran Turismo? Hey, leave all this in, by the way. They gave up. That's that's a funny bit. That's that's fine. I'm okay. fine with it. All right. Uh, Yes, it is uh, very good. I'm not into car racing, and I'm not into video games. So it was but two worlds that came that, together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's really well acted. Uh, just a fun movie. It's it's not a great movie, but it, it is a fun movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's above it's, average, though. It, it, yeah, it, no, that, it, I didn't really regret did watching it. Exceeded my and, uh, Ginger Spice is in it. I had a big crush on her. That's true. She has a, she has a role in it, and I'm not upset about it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Who she is? She's the mom of the main uh, wow. driver. Oh, I no, I mean, I don't remember who Ginger Spice is enough to like recognize her as an actress. I wouldn't wow. know. Wow, mm. I, I wasn't. I didn't know the Spice Girls. What? What? You it was just right. You didn't a, feel things when you saw that video really. when you were like fifteen. I'm sorry, you weren't like wholly impressed by that Union Jack dress she was wearing with those big red boots. Uh, not really, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Something's broken. You. Yeah. It's, it's, you gotta go to see the doctor. Uh, it's probably just because when they talk. I just don't like the British accent. It's not, it's not sexy. Because you're. Oh yeah, well you know, look at me leggings. Hey, <laughs> look, you want some pine chip fish and chips? I, I fucking, first of all, I fucking what love the British accent. Are you listening to? Yeah. That's saying and second that. of all, my fiance. Do you, you want to go to bed with me? <laughs> my, my let's make some noise times in the dark. Like what? Who would who would first, find first that? First of all, what dark alleys are you walking <laughs> around in London to find voices like that? I'm telling you right now. It's the most unattractive. My fiance no, has not. a British she, accent. She does not. Yeah, she does. She's a very lovely accent. That's not British. That, it is British, and it is no. it is a very lovely British accent. No, no. what she does is fine. Wow. Right. Uh, no, actually, what does she sound like? Go ahead. Uh, what? <laughs> the all one all. word. What? 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 Oh boy. Uh, I also watched Co- uh, Korea. Yep. She says career. Korea. And it made for a funny joke one time. It's good inside baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the, the, the second time it's, you it's say fun, it. It's fun to tell stories <laughs> that people don't get. Korea. We're going to keep doing this. What's the second movie you saw, Nate? Tell me about my blouse. You can take a look at these things right here. Do you want to play with my giblies? Come on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it would be terrible. They don't call them giblies. Do they not? I don't know. No. Anyway. They call them Yankees. I'm your spice. I spice. I, spice? I, spice. I don't know. I don't I know. Spice isn't British. <laughs> she wasn't, and she's not part of the Spice, she wasn't spice Girls. <laughs> it was Baby, Sporty, Ice, Ginger, and McGillicuddy. That's true. McGillicuddy was the hottest. <laughs> no, yeah. She had almost all of her teeth. I almost Union Jack to her. 
Up, listen, I'm on one now, boys. We're having. I know night. this is going to be a great ending to this podcast. <laughs> we know we're going to have to cut a lot. All right, so I'm on my Christmas movie kick too, as well. And I watched this week, the night before, which is a film in 20, 2015. It's a comedy, um, with, written written and directed by uh, Jonathan Levine. And you had already seen this, right? I had already seen it. I love this film, though. It, it is. I was uh, kind of disappointed. No, by it. It, rewatch it. Rewatch it's it. really great. Um, I might I'm not need joking. to. We we saw it when it came out. You and I did. Yeah. We saw it together, and we were not in love with it. Yeah. In recent years, I have rewatched it. I rewatched it. It's like a seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes. It's 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 better than we thought it was. It. I, I love this okay. film. I, I genuinely love it. Our yeah. expectations were just too high. Um, okay. Michael Shannon's great in this. He's got like a bit part in it that kind of recurring part in it, uh, supporting Did, role, and he's great. Very similarly, the first time I saw Office Christmas Party, I thought it was fine, and then I rewatched it, and I really liked it. I love that's it, too. A, that's I love another it too. one I haven't rewatched since I saw no, that. So. Rewatch both of those, um, maybe in December. Yeah. I love both of those films, okay. but again, I am no, not I'll hard to please with Christmas movies. The, but. Wh- whoever the actor is, the African-American uh, gentleman who plays the, the, the guy they're trying to impress, and he ends up doing coke with them in office christmas party oh yeah i i I cannot tell you that that performance is fantastic he's awesome so i i love watching films where you see guest roles or like bit roles given to people that have gotten quite a bit bigger since that film Mm -hmm. and one of the guest roles or not guests one of the bit roles in there is the limo driver do you remember that scene where uh they get into a limo because he's doing uh anthony mackie is being sponsored by red bull and the, and this is in I know uh, the I, night before I, I, I probably spent three or four years since I've seen this somehow. yeah so and then I'm due in, for a in the night before so Anthony Mackie plays this football player that's on steroids and he's sponsored by Red Bull and so they've got this big Red Bull uh, limo in this film and the person driving it is Nathan Fielder and it's a young ah, Nathan Fielder that's yeah funny. and so like that it was one funny. of those things where I'm like I I I've seen this film probably five times i don't want to yeah. open the- and i did not know it was him until now because i know who he is yeah right i will not i don't really want to open the can to tv here but is he in a new something called like the crave or something the curse yeah he's a, it's I'm a sorry. new a new showtime series where him and emma stone uh are a couple and they they're doing like house renovations and there's there seems to be kind of like uh, so involving real people and they renovate their house and they fuck it up and they tell them this is how it's going to be and there's no i think it's an actual like it's actually it's, it's yeah it's more narrative oh, okay. yeah uh, than, than that, that sounded like i was doing a bit but like that's what he's known for is yeah. just like making me awkward and I, yeah. I, i'll say it i kind of think emma stone's pretty <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a pretty thin limb <laughs> love me some emma stone she's hilarious Both she's, of you she's adorable calm it down I'm just, I'm just in la la land about it oh my god e- easy eh that's it. That's all I watched. I was I was not able to watch much more. Um, what was I gonna say? Cause you just said something. Oh, so it's um similarly. I had an interesting experience where when Lost was on, mm-hmm. uh, and like I was not really familiar with most of the people on Lost, with the exception of Dominic Monaghan, because yep. he was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, movies. he was almost like the biggest guy in there. Yeah, right? but then after Lost was on for a while, it was funny because I would watch stuff that I hadn't seen before, and seeing them pop up in stuff like the yep. uh, john locke is in old school as luke wilson's boss yeah, yeah. That, that that was like whoa I, I, I bet that guy's been in a ton of stuff yeah, he, you know sure. like, he was in the x-files movie yeah. he's got he's such been, a look to him right yeah yeah so yeah it was really it's it been it was fun after getting into lost That's, seeing the cast pop up in a bunch of stuff that yeah. i hadn't didn't know they were in because i didn't who, know who they were the actor that plays john locke do you know his name oh his name is terry quinn yeah so, terry, so quinn. terry quinn is from an age where headshots were a thing mm-hmm and so it wasn't just like you'd come in and audition. So his headshot got him probably more roles because he's got such a specific hardcore look. Like he got hired as every tough guy, every enforcer, every whatever. I'm yeah. sure forever. That's awesome. So yeah, lost. Good stuff. Uh, who was the the um, 
um, the Arab guy in Lost? Uh, Naveen Andrews yeah. played Saeed. And so my, my brother, when he first moved to L.A. Just to clarify, he's Iraqi. Sorry, uh, I, I'm not. I don't know which country he originated from. I mean, I his character was. I'm not sure necessarily. If, oh, sorry. I, yeah. I thought you were talking about his, his actual nationality. No, which no. Again, I apologize. I don't know. I believe he's uh, Navy Andrews is actually British. Yeah, I, I mean, he's uh, British. Look uh, at me, long hair. I, I love. This is me. I'm my name. I'm, I'm lost now. I'm lost. Oh yeah, I play Saeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, very similar to my own voice, so I love it. His family's from India, though. There you go. All right. So um, so I'm way off, of course, as always. Um, but no, one, my, my brother had moved to L.A., was getting jobs as, as a grip, and my mom went out to visit him, and, and that gentleman uh, was pulling out of a parking lot in his amazing convertible Porsche. And this is probably after Lost had been in the air for three or four years, and clearly he had a lot of money. And he said that my he, he, my brother was in the crosswalk, and all he did, he did that, that thing where you just have your hand on the wheel and you just put two fingers up real quick. Like, hey, how's, how's it going? <laughs> and my brother, my, my mom was like, oh, that's, he's from, and, and my, bro, my, my brother was like, play it cool, mom. Come on, be cool. Play it cool. Play okay. cool. Play this, cool. Is, this is LA. We see this all the time. Was, um, was Evangeline Lilly, was she big at that point or no? No, uh, no, that was like a, a big The thing that launched the, her, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I'm looking through some of the. I mean, uh, Matthew Fox got smoking aces well, because of Lost. Well, he was in Party of Five. Yeah, though. he had already so been on Party of Five. He was probably the biggest star. But Lost, but Lost, it was a joke. But he got a bit part in that sh- in that movie. Yeah, but Lost was definitely Lost was the biggest thing to have pretty much happen to, to anybody on that. Show. Uh, Daniel Day Kim has done some producing and stuff since there. Then uh, he played. Uh, uh, I will Jin. say that that is a show that not many people have that I that I know of, other mm-hmm. than Evangeline Lilly, have gone on to do much. Matthew Fox did for a little while, but he did. He, he, his star rose a bit, but yeah, again. yeah, he fizzled out also because of the fact that he, he's a domestic abuser, and that'll oh, happen. that'll happen. I didn't realize that. Yep, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, she she uh, I think she was already in Fast and Furious by this point, but lo- yeah, Lost yeah, two thousand one was, was the original Fast yeah. and Furious. Yeah, and then uh, the guy who plays Ben, um, he he went on to be in person. Was he a tail guy? Uh, he you nah, came in from the tail, right? It's been I, I know he was later. I don't. No, no, he was he, he was Isn't working for the Dharma Initiative. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I, and he, I think he pretended. to Oh, be, that's uh, uh, Michael yeah. Emerson. I've seen him in yeah. so many different things. He's, he's yeah. great in Person of Interest, a show that I really really like. Even though it has a no, you like the main guy, right? <laughs> Jim Cave- <laughs> Jim Caviezel's in it, unfortunately. Uh, but no, Jesus but, Christ! But what was really cool about the series, though, is um, it's, it's Bad Robot produced, and it has a procedural vibe to it, where like it's like a case of the week kind of thing. But after a, a while, it's, case of what? It started to uh, take on this serial arc that was continuing and was going along with the procedural thing, it's and it was yeah. it was really cool, uh, and I, I really liked that show a lot. Person of interest. Person Another of one. Interest. Uh, I feel like she's in been in a lot of different things, like as a side character, is Elizabeth Mitchell. Yes, um, she's done some stuff. Santa as well. Claus's wife. Yeah, she is. Is uh, um, tangentially here is is Jason Lee still somebody we can talk about? No. I'm talking about my name is Earl. My name yes. is Earl. No, yeah, he's still he's he's just semi retired. Okay, but he's not like he didn't get because huh. I was just going to comment. He's also him no that. longer he's also no longer a Scientologist. Okay, so so I I just saw a, a I saw a YouTube clip of a podcast, which is how I ingest my media. Wow, Jesus, Grandpa. Seriously, but he was talking. It was like uh, it, it was like Jason Lee explains uh, what happened on My Name Is Earl, and uh, this is the most you're gonna get out of me on a series, boys. So buckle up. Uh, I didn't realize it ended on a cliffhanger on the fourth season, and it had pretty good reviews and, pr- and pretty good ratings. And evidently, the show ended on a cliffhanger, and then they didn't renew it. They canceled it. My right? name is Earl. Yeah, 
I didn't realize that. So Jason Lee says, and this is a clip from like last year. Yeah. And he goes, once a week, people come up to me and they're like, so what happened to Earl? <laughs> and like, and then some people get kind of aggressive and blame me. And I'm like, it's NBC. Like, I wanted the show to keep going. Do you not understand that? They think that I made the decision to end the show. I so, love the way that Jason Lee talks. There's, I, there's, I wish, there's, I want there's an to intonation have, to his voice that I've always really liked. I needed him to have another career outside of Kevin Smith's universe. Yeah. I love him in all those movies, but I feel like he's got something that not a lot of actors have. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And it, honestly, it doesn't really it's seem like sexy he- sexy indifference. It doesn't really it seem like he wants to act much I know, anymore. And that's fine, but good yeah. for him. I just, I miss him. I, I, I did a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked him. Um, I, it looks like he might be coming back in a miniseries called The Residence uh, that they, I don't know if it's been- if they're actually making it or if they've just announced it. But uh, he also does voice acting. Uh, have you ever seen the show We Bear Bears? No, I don't even know what that is. It's on Cartoon Network. Um, I'm pretty sure that's one of the shows that uh, Katie Krentz worked on for a little while. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That's an animated show? Yeah. It is. For, on, it is for, it's for kids, but it, but apparently it is pretty good. Bobby Moynihan did a voice oh, on cool. it. and yeah. um, I, I love that. Uh, um, oh, I love Dimitri Martin's stand-up. He's fantastic. It's very clever. It, 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 he had a moment for a little while, and then he kind of fell away. Yeah, I listen. Yeah, doesn't matter. This is really it. veered into TV. Yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. Sorry, but it's been fun though. Well, no, we, I, it is though. You, this is what happens when we don't talk. When we don't watch. But a lot these of are movies. the Wikipedia things that I get on where I'm like, uh, Jason Lee, whatever happened to him? And then for two hours, I'm reading about Jason Lee and what happened. Following him on Instagram now and, and like that. isn't it funny though that because these days I wanted to I wanted to say something very positive on a thing I saw about him, but I'm so trepidatious because I'm like, well, I haven't seen him in a while. Is it because he killed somebody? <laughs> is it because he like he's on the run from the cops? Is it because he's Republican? Are him and Matthew Fox <laughs> beating women together? Exactly. Like I didn't know that about Matthew Fox. I like him. I liked liked Matthew Fox. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. It, it's Ugh. interesting though, because at one point, you know, uh, Jason Lee was a fairly substantial. He hosted SNL in 2005. Oh, he, he like, got he got nominated for Emmy several times for My yeah, Name Is Earl. He was a big deal, and uh, just kind of, I, I did he get tired of it? Like, did he just they make enough money? They canceled like, My Name Is Earl. Honestly, uh, uh, pretty unjustly, I think that the ratings. If NBC could go back and look at those ratings, then uh, they they die for them. Now, oh yeah, right? of course. But that back then they were they were still you know still a powerhouse. Yeah, and, I mean they were talking that was talking like two thousand seven. It's like peak TV time, like after Lost, where everyone, yeah. everyone, oh, yeah. everyone like network TV was huge. Yeah. Still, yeah. How's it feel now? NBC. I don't know why I'm shitting on them. They did uh, two thousand five to two thousand nine. Yeah. My name is Earl. Yeah. So well, didn't survive the recession. I get it. Oh, well, that's what happens sometimes. All right, so do we have any trailers for this episode? Actually, do we have a trailer song? You know, Nate, I gotta say, it's been a while since you've done a trailer. I don't, I don't do trailer songs. I do, I do the preparation. I do all the legwork for these shows. I don't do. Well, guess what? You have done no legwork for this podcast, and I have to I know did. that you did no did. game for this show episode. So it's time for you to sing a trailer song. I I did legwork a sing lot. Sing a of- trailer song, Nate. Sing a trailer song. It's not. It's not funny when I have to do it. Though. I think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, this is actually starting to get really funny. Yeah. Now I see why. Now, yeah, you're, now you're shaking your little moon boots. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know any songs. You, what? <laughs> the guy that loves music. Yeah, the guy that was just talking about how much he loves fucking music. I mean, I, I will genuinely have to look through songs to think about which songs That's I want to sing. That's fine. Through the magic um, of editing, it will appear as if you've come up with a song off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, Trailer song, please, Nate. Nate. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, I, I didn't know we were actually going to do it. Like, I thought, like... What, you think I'm just sitting here, like, waiting for you to do a trailer song for the good of my health? It's awkward, isn't it? 
Doesn't it suck? <laughs> yeah. Think well, about, think about no, no. I want you to legitimately think about how you feel right now, and then this is what you do to me every fucking week. It's awkward and it sucks. Don't do it. All right, fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> Okay. I got one. You want me to do it? When I find myself in times of trouble, the trailers just come to me singing words of wisdom. Let me see. No, I don't like that one. Um, <laughs> let me see. Let me see. No, no, no. You've never I, said I, let I, me I, see. I had so many words that I could have rhymed with that. I really wanted to seek that First out, but now, all, now no, it's no, good. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm done. No, 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 no. Fuck you. <laughs> you have never bailed me out. You That's have not sat, true. You have no, sat he there. Has many times, I have actually. sat there many and times. let me yeah. sweat. But no. no, not that quickly. That was so quick. You didn't even let him I was end. actually searching for it because I had so many words I could have rhymed with being. You had it's so because I felt inspired and I knew I could do it. I know. You, you liked where I was that going with it. And so I, I appreciated shitty. that. Um, Watching movie trailers. Let, let me see. 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 We're watching, watching tra- movie trailers. Let, Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we watched a couple new trailers I'm this so week. I'm so mad at both of you right now. <laughs> I cannot. It actually turned out I, pretty well. It, well I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty you know satisfied with <laughs> it. My stomach hurts a bit. I'm not joking. That's like, going on the album. That Daniels. is going on the album. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We should release a Now That's What I Call Trailer <laughs> Songs album. Uh, yes, yes, we're doing it. There we go. All right, you, uh, you self-important, smug <laughs> fucking assholes. Look at how happy you are right now with your own. You're a little bullshit. You're, just like, you're looking at each other like, wink, wink. Look at what we did. It was so fun. Thanks for helping me out, brother. And he's uh, going to text each other later. And he's like, it was really funny when we fucked over Ben again. <laughs> fucking hate this place. Why would we have to text each other? We'll put it in the thread so you can see it, too. Oh, yeah, we like it when you see the thing. You're not my real dad. <laughs> uh, we watched two new trailers this week. Both of them just came out this week, actually. So they are pretty new. Uh, uh, the first one we'll talk about is a, a sequel that we've known is in the works for a little while. Both of these are sequels, by the way. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, this one is an animated sequel. It's called Inside Out 2, the sequel to Pixar's Inside Out. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I love Inside Out. Uh, the Incredibles used to be my favorite Pixar movie, and it's still very much up there. But over the years, I've come to appreciate Inside Out as the best Pixar movie, in my wow. opinion. Wow. It is um, a great film. Love Inside Out. It's just the way it represents uh, growing up and your emotions and how they work and like uh, against you and for you and all, all of that. It's just, it's a lovely movie. My daughter was seven when this came out, this film did. And so it, 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 it holds also like an emotional resonant part for me, yeah. too, because... Uh, the characters. I, I mean, she's a little older in this, but yeah, it's it's such a great film. I love that, this film. That so. Mindy Kaling and, and 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 Bill Hader are. are that is frustrating. Yeah. So it, Bill Hader and like they, Mindy they, Kaling played fear and disgust in the original. And what, you, it did what, a great job. What, I did. Yeah. They, what Disney? You can't fucking shell out another two million per person. Like, come on. The, I mean, they were going to pay Amy Poehler, or they did pay Amy Poehler five million dollars. Well earned. I'm not. I'm not yeah. mad at Amy no, Poehler, but they, they were going to pay them a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's just crazy, especially since how much bigger like Bill Hader and Mindy. Kaling are in the eight years since what, Inside Out came out. What role did Amy Poehler play in that, though, to to hold out for that? Though right? I'm 
I'm, like, that's what I kind of wonder is shouldn't she have maybe because we've seen these stories before where the, yeah. the A-list actor says no I'm not going to do this unless my other actors get paid I mean I also le- Amy Poehler doesn't have much on the horizon so she's like well, that's right I don't know maybe she doesn't yeah then. no I, I legitimately don't know as far as like how the negotiations went or anything like that but uh, yeah apparently they just Disney didn't want to pay uh, Bill Hader and Minnie Kaling as much as this movie paying. is going to make 500 million well 200 million dollars and you, 1 million dollars for Bill Hader 1 million dollars get the fuck out of here and, I mean the first film made 860 million here's, here's my beef honestly is that you you ask is that worth it when you can just get a sound alike or or a different enough voice that that, that yeah. still kind of sounds like that right and so tony hale's fine right he yeah, took, he's, a, he's a great voice actor. he took the he's 20 just, grand and he's yeah. doing the job cool so the idea here though is if you are able to market it as the same voices from the like everyone's back bam bam that in and of itself, for people like us that that love the original, we have more faith in the film, and now yeah. we're going to talk about it in better regard. And it's going to cost them one one thousandth of the budget. You know, I, just, I think Disney so knows much. though. You you and I care, right? But nobody else does. Nobody else cares. I don't think. Yeah, and, and I, that's and, the problem with yep, kids today. Yep. Well, and one of one of the things, and that's too- why when they go to AI voicing, nobody will care. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not kidding. Like it'll it'll be us that care, but the regular viewer won't care. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know. They, they won't be able to do AI voicing and make it sound like any other actor because, like, that's part of what the SAG strike was about. So, like, yeah. they're not going to be able to, like, say, hey, this is voiced by Bill Hader and it's all computer, but that won't happen. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, like, the. I, I, I do wonder as far as why they didn't want to is because uh, Inside Out 2, as we see in this trailer, is about introducing new emotions. Um, and so, considering there were five in the original, if there's new ones, then presumably, since Fear and Disgust, who were already supporting characters in the first one, might have a less significant role to play in this one, so and perhaps that's, that's the why. Only thing I could ever think yeah. would be fair, right? Is if it's their bit parts, not even supporting right. though, because five million to one hundred thousand is a slap in the face. It really is. It really is. Yeah, it's two percent of what Amy po- again, and I'm not. I don't want to put this against Amy Poehler. This is not her fault. I do, but uh, <laughs> it, it is something though that has soured me honestly a little bit, maybe because the the. There's been so many, you know, union fights for fair well, wages yeah. and stuff and, like and, that. And Disney's always trying to make the extra buck, even though they don't need it. So, I mean, honestly, half a million dollars, even right? I mean, just because you know. yeah. okay. And if you can prove, and we're you, talking two actors. If you look at this, yeah. well, four look, actors. Total, if you look but. at the script, you say, okay, Joy has, you know, uh, 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 one thousand lines, and Fear has one hundred. So I'm going to pay you a tenth of the money. Okay. But if it's if it's not that if there is more two percent yeah. you know yeah. more than two percent of those lines yeah it's kind of a slap in the face so well I mean yeah uh, you know I'll reserve judgment though let's see if if those two characters are truly now bit players rather right. than supporting then maybe it's not maybe they just pass because it's not you know they, they're busy because uh, Maya Hawk is joining the cast this time yeah Maya Hawk is playing anxiety anxiety which should be a fun uh, addition it should be yeah it should be good who plays depression uh, <laughs> Ben <laughs> hey guys. It's me, Ben Conowitz. <laughs> I'm depression. He's not even animated. It's just a live action <laughs> just, version of Ben. It's like, oh, hey, you, you also caught me uh, in the mirror. I also don't like what that looks like. <laughs> well, anyway, back to sleep. <laughs> uh, this is just a, I'm so sad. This is just a teaser trailer, so we don't see much, but we do see. It's, uh, it's a little bit longer than a regular teaser for me. Yeah, yeah. The construction who, guys who come in. Or orange. You know, that's a really fun reveal there. Yeah, really the, con- like the construction guys come in. They replace the uh, the panel with the all the construction buttons. guys from Monsters University. Because no. that's what they look like, honestly. They look like. They look like the same characters that were in the first one that were like that. It just looked like Monsters University. 
No, they don't look like monsters. They just look like they live inside Marley's head. I have a lot of expectations for this one because this, again, had a, an emotional center to it that I yep. thought was really meaning, meaningful. Much and, more than Home Alone 2. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think And also, I love Bill Hader, so I can't wait to see what he does with the character this time. <laughs> um, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very excited yeah, no, to see, to I, see I, this. I'm all in. Yeah, re- regardless, you know. Uh, I, still want, I, I don't think I'll go to the theater, though. Well, you haven't been going to the theater much lately for anything. You know what? Fair point. <laughs> fair, fair fucking point, Brent. I've been sad. All right? I haven't really left the house all that much. Cool. I don't bathe regularly. <laughs> I don't wear deodorant. I don't watch new movies. It took me seven times to get through dumb money. Um, this is a first time director that's doing this, too. Good. Who is it? Sorry. Uh, the director is. Hold on. Abe Vigoda. Director is Kelsey Mann. Mm-hmm. What else uh, have they done? They have uh, they've been story supervisors, uh, creative team members. Uh, they wrote. The, you guys are gonna love this because I, I like this film better than you do. Uh, they wrote the only story that they've written fully is the Good Dinosaur. <laughs> but I do wonder if that was like the story that ended up in the movie, or if they were credited with story because they wrote the original story that maybe got changed or something like that. So yeah, actually. Um, Meg the 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 Fauve, uh, I know yep, I'm not no, pronouncing that's, that's that right. Exactly right. Uh, wrote Inside Out and the Good Dinosaur, so the writer is the same person too. There you go. So yeah, I'm excited for Inside Out too. When does it come out, Nate? Uh, June 14th. That's what I'm talking about. Um, we watched another trailer for a sequel that is coming out in March of 2024. Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. The unfortunately titled sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I I appreciate the New York pun, I suppose, uh, but I don't like the title. It doesn't sound like a Ghostbusters movie. It sounds like a, a video game or a novel that they wrote in between movies. But I will say, this trailer is pretty great. No, honestly, I don't love the title, but I like the trailer. Like that's. It's it's a it's enough of a tease. I do love seeing that like Bill Murray's back, and you know, when when movies come out like this, especially um, after the first one where where every character got their cameo, and then maybe the the, the sequel doesn't necessarily get those same people back, but right. to, to at least get that in the trailer, like we don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah. I'm at least going to see my favorites. Then I'm all in again. Yeah, um, Nate, how about you? Yeah, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, I really really enjoyed the first one. It was a fun oh Empire. Winter. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> Dipshit. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I um, it's just a very well put together trailer. Um, I really like how the beginning kind of emulates uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance actually by doing like the summer shots of New York and everything before the ice storm shows up. Um, and that there that, that was a little bit scary too. Like they had a little yeah. bit of like uh, horror elements to Paul it. Paul Rudd has know? the sandwich board sign on him. <laughs> the. the uh, <laughs> The um the vibe I like about this and and this is this is what I what I liked most about Ghostbusters Afterlife even though I walked away feeling a little disappointed because of the ending. I liked that Ghostbusters Afterlife really felt like an a, a, the kind of Amblin movie that they don't really make anymore. Like uh the kind of I like do remember you saying live action scary adventures for kids. And this carries that over and what I also like about this is that even though Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and um Ernie Hudson are still around 
we've moved on from the nostalgia capture sure. of all the stuff where we're like, hey, remember Twinkies and stuff from the first Ghostbusters? We uh, got a Twinkie wrapper here. We, we did it. Yeah, we got it here. Uh, here, they're able to do something completely fresh and new, you know? So, like, they're still around, but this is unlike anything we've ever seen in Ghostbusters before. Uh, we have the new cast, you know, taking center stage. Uh, I am curious as to how they explain why Paul Rudd and uh, Celeste O'Connor, who plays Lucky, the girl that Finn Wolfhard uh, kind of has a crush on, why they're in New York, since they're both supposed to be from living in Somerville, Oklahoma. They, they're dating now. The Celeste O'Connor and Paul Rudd's yeah. characters? Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. Um, but yeah, so maybe maybe they're visiting, and maybe you know, it just so happens that that's when the paranormal activity stuff starts. But it, uh, it looks very cool. I love that Pat Oswalt and Camille Nanjiani are in this. Uh, Camille still looks very healthy. Oh, he really does. <laughs> he has um, not dropped that part. But they, they are perfect for the Ghostbusters universe. Oh, for sure. um, and Especially I, Pat Oswalt. I love the final shot, too, of that, that, that laugh that Paul Rudd gives where he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's only, a very Paul Rudd Only laugh. Paul yeah. Rudd can do that. Yeah. And you know it's like, what's he looking yeah. at? Like, what is, yeah, yeah. Do you know why um, Jason Reitman, who wrote this film, mm-hmm. this is the first film, by the way, first Ghostbuster film, Ivan Reitman obviously is not involved in. Yeah. Um, he, pa- he passed away. Oh, you beat me to it. But uh, Jason Reitman was like supposed to direct this, and he, he didn't. Uh, he got let go by the studio. He's still producing it, and he's still... Did he write it? Yeah, he did write it. Did he it. get let go? Well, that, that's what I'm asking, I guess. Is No, I don't I don't think so. I think that it's just he did what he wanted to do with the first Ghostbusters. I mean, he was announced to be the director, though. He was initially announced to be the director, and then they what, said... Was he announced to be the director, or did people assume that he was going to direct uh, let me let me let me check that real quick. Um, in June twenty twenty in June twenty twenty two, the film was confirmed by director Jason Reitman under the working title Firehouse. Um, that same month, Reitman announced that the sequel would take place in New York City. Um, so I mean, I, so I that so, so that's just, I, I'm gonna guess maybe he was just assuming he would. Uh, no, no. I, so the way I've, are you reading this from Wikipedia? Uh, yeah, I'm going to the okay. link right now. It's uh... so from what I what what I remember as far as how the story uh, developed, they announced that they were making a Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. No one ever came out and confirmed that Reitman was directing it. People probably just assumed that he was, since he directed Afterlife and he and Ivan yeah. died. But when when I remember that they because they did have an official announcement that Gil Keenan was going to be the one directing it. Gotcha. So, yeah. So so you're I think you're absolutely right. So. Uh, Reitman announced it um, as part of the Echo Fest, a, a Ghostbusters fan fest, and, the, and they did announce that Gokina was directing. And there. that's when he announced what they're doing and stuff yeah. like that. And I think a lot of people probably just assumed, yeah. you're going to direct this." There was no formal announcement, but he was making the other announcements about the film, right? Exactly, because um, he is producing the film. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's he's a uh, definitely taken on the torch from his father. Uh, we'll still be producing stuff for Ghost Core, which is the overarching production banner for Ghostbusters properties at Sony. And uh, yeah, this could be cool. Gil Keenan previously uh, directed Monster House, the animated movie. Like that one. Uh, yeah, he's it's a solid movie. Uh, another one that has kind of an Amblin feel to it. And Steven Spielberg actually produced that. Monster House is like legitimately scary. It I is. You know, it is. I know you mentioned the Amblin stuff, and one of the movies that I, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound really stupid because I'm, I'm dumb. Um, Super Eight. Mm-hmm. What was that? An Amblin style film? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hundred percent. And that's like that's how and, I feel. And that's what J.J. Abrams was going for. Okay, yeah, okay. He wanted to make a movie that felt like a Spielberg. Kid you, adventure you were movie. mentioning like modern Amblin style, and I'm like, yeah. that's the one that jumps to my mind. Hundred percent. Okay, yeah. good. I feel vindicated a bit. Perfect. You did it. I did it, guys. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very much interested in Nate, this. Hey Nate, did you hear that? Bre- Bre- <laughs> Bre- 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 yeah, it was. I wrote it down. 
Nuts. Nuts. Nuts in your mouth. So Ghostbusters Frozen Empire comes out March 29th, 2024? Yeah, because they moved, uh, didn't they move a movie back? Like, there, there was a bunch of movies that got moved back because of this, I think, right? Uh, not because of it. I think Sony just happened to move several movies at the same time. Um, Dune 3. That's not a Sony movie. Wallpaper Man 7. Not a real movie. Flannel is back. That's just a catchphrase. Devil wears Prada. That, that's oh, this, okay. This was a, two, initially. Two. <laughs> this was initially supposed to come out December twentieth. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but because of the strikes that were happening, uh, it got pushed back to where uh, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse was going to go initially. Yeah. There you and go. They moved that one. Finn back. Wolfhard is forty-two years old. I know, right? It's crazy. They haven't even started shooting season five of Stranger Things yet. Have they really not? They yeah. haven't. Oh my but word! Didn't I see? I saw a bunch of shit on Facebook, and they, are these all just fake? Ads then? Oh yeah. Oh, they're just saying that that's coming out. Well, I mean, I mean, I think Netflix has done some stuff because they think there's it, so there uh, there is a stage production that's like a gap oh. gap fill that's coming out soon, not with any of the cast from the show. Um, so they advertised that recently. Yeah, they have bad knees, <laughs> but no, they haven't started shooting season five yet. So holy shit! Yeah, how? I mean, they can't. I, I mean, I'm not joking. Like. It was so jarring to see adult males play those. To be fair, they all do still look fairly young, and honestly, I don't know, man. No, no. I, I think that there's also you, you. You do have a benefit of like there are times when kids suddenly grow up and like. But weren't in, I'm not joking. Weren't they all playing like 16 year olds in this latest season where they all looked in the, like they were in their 20s? Yeah, they were 15, 16. I don't think they look like they're in their 20s. They still they still look young. I mean, and, Finn Wolfhard right now is 20. So. And he doesn't look super old or anything like okay. that, you know. Okay. I think okay. I think it still works. Okay. C- consider. How I mean, I do think they need to start filming pretty soon. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be nice. I mean, think about how how seven eighty uh, percent of the cast in Breakfast Club looked. I mean, yeah, it's a different time. <laughs> that's true, but but the but also no, but but the the problem there is there wasn't Breakfast Club and then now Breakfast Club Two where they're all thirty years old. Well, not yet. It was they, they just they, they were just older actors playing younger people. Millie Bobby we, Brown's still only we, nineteen. We do have. And she the, still looks very young. We have the we have a, we have we have a captured. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm trying to fucking say. <laughs> yeah, bye everybody. Bye. Wow, don't do that. Yeah, I've tried. Uh, but yeah, so Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. I'm down to see it. Are you guys gonna? Of course. You guys oh, gonna yeah. That'll be something I will see in the theater. I hope so. I hope you get back out to theater soon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, okay. Um, After my starring role in Inside Out 2, I just thought I'll take some time <laughs> off and do some things that make me quiet. It would be brain. funny if after Inside Out 2, Ben also just started popping up in other movies. <laughs> As the sad character. Sad character. Or, or, or just like you see him in the background just like walking. Just like shuffling with his around. Shoulders, like, like just just like, kicking up sand in Dune 2. Wearing Shrek Crocs. Nobody can probably <laughs> see me in here either. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm invisible to a lot of people. <laughs> Is that Ben? No. <laughs> you probably mistook me for somebody else. So there's been a thing happening, uh, at least in the film Twitter circles, where uh, an account had posted a thing uh, basically saying, what is your favorite movie that has a rotten, rotten tomato score? And that's any score that is under 60%. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like under rotten. 60%. I think it should be under 50, but whatever. I think it's the idea, though, of like it's uh, a majority is two thirds, you know? So yeah, 60 so. kind of, it, feel, it, feels, it feels right, you know? It's, mm. it's, it's close. It feels it doesn't necessarily feel right to me, but. I think under 50 is it better. Like that, that film, means. Film Twitter is very pretentious. So I know, but it, I, that what, means. What's your favorite rotten score, which is anything under 85? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no. It, I just feel like that's anything, not film Twitter that set that standard. It's Rotten Tomatoes. That but that no, that's, yeah. that's why it got popular, though, because film Twitter is a bunch of pretentious assholes. That's not. But but I think it should. The way it makes sense to me is, 
half of the the film critics, at least half of them, don't like the film. Right. Right. So that's what makes no. That, the, and that's fair. But no, I agree. Whatever. I yeah. agree. Yeah. But whatever. It is sixty percent. Yeah. Uh, so we were. I, I I thought it would be fun to talk about. So what what are some of your favorite movies that have rotten rotten tomatoes? I mean, scores? I I have not looked any of these up, but I will guarantee you that they are all rotten. Um, oh, so you decided not to do any homework. Well, no, no, it's just I guarantee you most of the films. Was I supposed that, to look at the list or something? No, but like well, most like, of the films, figure out which movies like actually have a rotten tomato score. Uh, but, okay, wait, wait, wait. Well, Instead of guessing got, and making us do it, well, I, I want to do something I've got here. Two right off the bat here. Dumb yeah, man. I was to say I want to we'll do see. something here. Name some of the like action films that you really like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say because no, I bet I'm, I'm gonna start off with a horror movie that I, that I loved when I was younger, but uh, it obviously is terrible. Thirteen Ghosts. It's got to be terrible on there. Uh, I'll look it up for you. So, Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's 2001 a, film, 19 percent on the tomato yeah. meter, and, and so it's terrible. But I love it. It's a, it's they they basically what if they actually trapped ghosts in a house and you got to tour and look at them, but then they accidentally escape. It's a great premise for a film, and it was a lot of fun. I know what you did last summer was only seven percent. Wow, rough. Uh, the Punisher, Thomas Jane's The Punisher, is mm-hmm. probably my favorite movie that would fit this parameter like it's it's in my it, like it's probably in my top 20 like yeah. I, I love that film like unabashedly love that top film. 20 of I, all time i just i, I favorite not best. by the way Brad, I know. 20, for those but still but let me say this in your defense it is a 29 percent on rotten tomato critic score 63 percent on audience score though, well yeah because so, we're all dumb i mean no i love a good revenge film you both know this and I, I back then it was it was not necessarily a coming of age film, but I it hit at the right time. It came out in what ninety eight. I was in high school. It just it really lined up with who I was becoming. It didn't in, come out ninety eight. It came out in like two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was in high school still. <laughs> uh, it was just a you were in, of age. you were in college in two thousand four. Oh no, no no I was I was held back. So. <laughs> Uh, no, but it was it was like I was still thinking about being a cop at that time. I really wanted to help people. Jesus it all, Christ! It, it, it came out at the right time for me. Of course, it's just, like, it's just imbued in my DNA. Another another cop film that did not do well at a twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Bad Boys Two. Oh, Bad Boys, oh, was Bad a Boys great Two film. is a great action movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that has almost an eighty percent audience. Look, score. Uh, look this one, SWAT. The remake, the, the 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 remake of the TV show SWAT. I loved that film. Oh, loved it. What? When it came out, not oh anymore. God. I loved it though. Is that the 2017 or no? No, that's the show. Okay, so SWAT came out in like 2003, 2004. Oh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fourteen percent. Forty-eight percent. Okay, not not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, I don't get embarrassed if if I like a film in yeah. the 40s. That's not- so. So the Punisher is twenty-nine percent. Yeah, critical? yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, here's a good one. So first of all, the one that I went with that I picked uh, for mine that I posted on Twitter was Step Brothers. Step Brothers has a 55% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is annoying because uh, that's just one of the best comedies of the 21st century. Mm, and it's a great film. If you don't like Step Brothers, you can just get the fuck out of here. So yeah, what that kind is of pretentious film. That's embarrassing for you as a critic if yeah. you didn't like that movie. To be fair, the audience score is only 69% on Step Brothers, which I was kind of surprised by. But a lot of people just don't like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley's shtick. I think so. It just doesn't work. I, for everybody. It's dumb. That's just dumb. I agree. I agree. Um, me personally, uh, another one that I enjoy that critics uh, they've kind of come around on this one, but it did not get great uh, score initially. Speed Racer from uh, from two thousand. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Uh, not friend of the podcast because I'm sure he doesn't listen anymore. But Zach Boyce is a good friend of ours uh, that from back in our comedy days at the Drop Comedy Club. Huge fan of Speed Racer. We've had that conversation with him at length. That he, yeah, he was the one that told me I should watch it because it was it was that good. I mean, you did too. Yeah, but he he was like 
adamant about it. And I watched it. I really like that movie. No, it's incredible. It has unbelievable visuals. The way it translates anime as a visual style into live action is incredibly done. It's directed by the Wachowskis, so that's that's a big part. My of brother, it. my brother, his celebrity crush was always Christina Ricci. He just thought she I, was. I had a huge crush on Christina Ricci <laughs> when I was when I was a kid. I loved Christina Ricci because like I was I was already enamored with like kid actors and i was like oh man it would be so cool to be like yeah. a kid in movies and she was such a good actress when she was younger mm-hmm. i loved her as as wednesday i loved her in, in casper and now and then so yeah I, I had a crush on christina ricci when i was a kid for sure uh some of the ones i picked was uh a film i, I actually really really like and it's a film that if i see it on i'll watch it every time we're the millers with jason sudeikis of course i had I, a rotten score 48 percent. wow that sucks brad, I, I just think it's i think it's hilarious here, just, here's one that you're gonna love brad uh i'm sorry what was the punisher again 29 yeah something like so eight percent full eight percent higher than the mighty ducks cool yeah good 21 percent I, Mighty Ducks came at a time where I feel like there wasn't good movies being made. No, no, it was <laughs> I, people kind of had like uh, a, their fill of the Disney like yeah uh, of the sports, sports formula, yeah. and there was kind of like a snobby thing for like kids based comedies and stuff like that. So, so you're admitting that critics go into it with a, a preconceived notion that it does affect how they they're just they're not independent enough no. to be able to, to buck that system on their own. No, I just think it was like the tastes of critics kind of at the time was like leaning further away from like those kinds of like. But you would agree that. That's a good movie. In, in general, I think family comedies actually tend to get poor reviews from critics because because they, they're usually right. silly. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's but uh, I, you know, I think what I think it was us that was lamenting the fact that they don't make enough of these movies anymore. The yeah. the kids starring you know yeah. uh, comedy sports films that you know have twenty kids in there right they don't make those anymore yeah that's fair and there were I there's some of those films that bring I really, me really little love. giants uh, another one uh, I love that is a, a bad score and. I think it's better than the first Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You think Home Alone 2 is better than the first one? Brad, don't argue with me. No, you're movies. fucking high, man. Nope. Yeah, honestly, I, gotta, I, I hate agreeing with Brad, but nope. what, uh, what are you smoking? Yeah, dude. Uh, Home, Home, Alone Home Alone is a legitimate all-time top five Christmas movie ever, and Home oh, Alone oh, 2 that's a, that's a, is an afterthought. Here's, here's the thing. Home Alone is already starts a little bit pushing the envelope of as far as cartoonish violence is concerned. Home Alone 2 takes it to a level that is way too silly. Um, as much as I appreciate, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't even get me started on here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mad. As much as I appreciate Daniel Stern's comedic ability to be extremely silly when he's being electrocuted, the fact that they have him turn to a skeleton in the middle of the shot when he's being electrocuted—that's no, that's that happens. There's have th- you ever seen anybody get electrocuted, Brad? <laughs> that's a good, I have. That's a fair point. Um, you but can see the bones. <laughs> there's there. Home Alone Two gets way too silly and uh, really takes advantage of my um, your what my your lack of funness, my patience. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> Home Alone Two takes advantage of my patience. Like I'm I'm already here watching Home Alone Two. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll believe that this family will lose their kid a second okay, time at Christmas. the same kid. Yeah, exactly. Like the the one that from then on. Oh, sure. This is what you guys you gonna gonna do. You're gonna do this. Kid. You're sure. gonna be like, oh, it's just unrealistic. I just I feel like it's unrealistic. It was unrealistic the first time. Here's the thing. <laughs> Home Alone Two though has an emotional center that the first one does not have. It's also a little. Wait a it, minute. The, it, you're it, saying if you're that, talking about the homeless or unhoused woman. Uh, oh, oh, we're gonna oh, get it. Like, <laughs> woke, woke culture bread. Good <laughs> for you. I feel like it's good a, for you. I feel 
going to push Ben to my side so quickly. Here. Oh yeah, you you actually I started leaning more towards Nate. It's a little it's a little bit of a a, a saccharin like kind no. of storyline. It's Christmas no. movies. That's what you want. There's not that emotional center. Oh, Buzz's girlfriend, she's ugly. First film. I love that film by the way. I shouldn't use that voice cuz it's still a wonderful film. But Here's the thing. He makes friends with the homeless woman, but he doesn't fucking help her. Well, also, he does not comment on how much she just smells like pigeon shit. <laughs> like, he's, what, 12? Oh, God, what's that smell? Is You're 12. You, you don't have a filter. Especially Kevin McAllister. Oh, man, he yeah. He was a dickhead. Oh, pigeon shit. <laughs> uh, the, the other film I have um, that I you guys probably won't like that I it's love. It's a Christmas movie, I'm sure. It is not. But there are a lot of really poorly rated Christmas films. That's because there's a lot of love. really poor Christmas movies. <laughs> that you know I love. Santa with um, Muscles is uh, top 10 for me. I think... Tommy Boy is a great film, and it's Tommy at 30, Boy is an all thirty nine percent. Yeah, fuck off. That's so annoying. Tommy Boy is better than it has any right to be, and it's still great if you and watch it's, it. But it's a good. I'm sorry, it's not. It's not just that it's better than it has any right to be. It's a good movie. No, like, I don't I mean. give a fuck. Like fuck you. It's, it's a good movie. It's not just a good comedy. It is a. It is a great, it's a great movie. story. Yeah. There's there's the the, the father son dynamic. The heart of that movie it's is incredible. Fuck you heart. if you don't like that movie. And I'm yeah. not just saying that from somebody who you know grew up in that era. I'm saying that as somebody who. Yeah. Loves film. I, I put it up in there with the 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 planes, trains, and automobiles, like the films that are just wonderful. I like you said films, but I also just iconic, brilliant comedies, iconic yep. comedies. Animal House, the Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blues Brothers two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's there, there's one that's probably not got a great Rotten Tomato score. Here's here's one that I could not believe this was the Rotten Tomato score for thirty nine percent. Man on Fire. Fuck off! Yeah, that's a gr- that's not only a good film, that's a great film. It's a great movie from Tony yeah. Scott. I could not believe it was at is at thirty nine percent. Wow! Do you, wow. you want to hear a surprise? This is this is the opposite. This is a film I love that most people don't. Um, it's a Christmas film. Prancer has sixty seven percent Rotten Tomatoes. So score. and that's I love I love Listen, I love it with but all it my heart. Should no, but, it, it should be lower than that because it's pretty damn basic and it's not. The most wonderful. I, I think. I think what it is, honestly, is it appeals to people in a different way because it doesn't have that kind of like un- unrealistic, over the top whimsy that a lot of Christmas movies of its style have. It's almost like if like someone made a Christmas movie for Sundance. It's a very low key, independent movie approach. It is very to, to yep. a to a Christmas story that otherwise there would be like the wonder and magic, like and, you and you'd actually the, the stardust come down. Yeah, from you the would sky. actually and you would actually see Prancer fly off from the farm and like that kind of thing. But it takes a very low key. Yeah, realistic because they approach. shot it in Laporte, Indiana. They shot Prancer, the deer. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of filming, they not only shot the movie here, they shot the deer here as well. What are we going to do with this? I don't know. Just shoot it. I don't know. Donate the meat to the food pantry or something. (laughs) I don't know, kids. Venison again. My mom uh, met Sam Elliott in Laporte while he was uh, filming in town. For, I love for Sam Prancer. Elliott. Is that so why much. your mom and dad separated for a little bit? Yeah, uh, I love him so much. He, I do. He tickled her with his mustache. And <laughs> I mean, I would watch. My dad was pissed. <laughs> no, your dad was not pissed. You know, he was like, you know what, go get it. And he, I, my, I, I my would dad actually blame. grew a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many men in Laporte County grew a mustache <laughs> after Sam just Elliott. Sam Elliott being around. <laughs> how old is Sam Elliott now? Ninety-seven. No, I mean, he's got to be up there. He's got to be at least seventy nine. I'm gonna guess he's. Uh, yes, he is. You're, that is exact. that is incredible. Is that that is seventy nine. Damn. Yeah. Wow. yeah, that that is incredible. And and I I just he is. There are some actors that when they when they pass, 
I'm going to get sad for like a week. He is one of those. I love Sam Elliott. He I has a recurring role as Wild West, uh, Adam West's brother, who's now the mayor on uh, Family Guy. So he still voices the mayor. That's funny. And his mustache, he, he looks like Sam Elliott, and his mustache does things in the show, like it whips people, and <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so Man of, Man of Fire could be, so there's two comedies who, comedies really are like- I get it. Yeah. It, you know, but maybe, the, but you, this, maybe they don't land. Hot Rod, 39%. Of course, yeah, I get that though. I mean, not that I that, that I, I, I believe it, yeah. but I get why. Wet Hot American Summer, yep, 38%. Yeah, that, that's like historic. You, like, you don't know how to take that. I don't that. understand yeah. that, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure like 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 I remember when I was a kid, I watched the movie Cocktail and I really liked it. I'm sure that's a terrible. Like, it's got to be like 10 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, it's Tom probably Tom Cruise's worst movie. Well, Cocktail's not very good. I, I know, but I remember watching that movie and liking it a lot. Um, there's a very very good line in that movie uh, when she breaks. up. Hey, you want a cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Shake it or stir. <laughs> oh wait, wait. wait. Uh, cocktail is at nine percent. There you go. Jesus. So, so there's a line in that film where uh, after she's she's an older woman, she breaks up with him, the young the young buck, and uh, and he goes, it doesn't have to end, and she she says, or it doesn't have to end badly, and she says, all things end badly, otherwise they wouldn't end, and I still literally remember that to this day. It's a really poignant line in you know, an otherwise ben, ben, movie. Did cocktail fuck you up a little bit? Do you guys? <laughs> do you guys? Okay, because you guys are big yeah, Tom Cruise big fans. drinkers. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> You guys are big. Let me go through the, the the rotten films for Tom Cruise, and you tell me if you agree with these. All right, so these are films under wait, six. Wait. Is Top Gun rotten? It is a little, <gasps> a little, but a little bit. Is it really? It is. It is fifty-seven percent. Because I could see in the eighties that it came out fifty. What seven? Okay, so it doesn't hit yours and eyes right yeah, because we, we want no. it to be. Um, and then Mission Impossible Two is at fifty six percent. Deserving, yeah, that's <laughs> I, I, I'd put it lower too. Fuck that movie. Oh, it's terrible. Oblivion is at fifty four percent. I like Oblivion. No bullshit. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I like Oblivion. <laughs> Night and Day is fifty two percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's fine. It's, it has a it has a fun. Actually, that's a really good Rotten Tomato score for that film. Yeah, because it really Cause is just right like there. yeah, it's like, take it or leave it. Yeah, Far and Away is at fifty percent. Okay. I think Far Away is not bad, though. I, I, it's been years since I've seen it. Vanilla Sky is at 43%. Never seen it. I like Vanilla Sky a lot, but it is very weird, and I can understand why people wouldn't like it. Uh, Legend? What is Legend? Legend's it's, a, it's like an 80s movie, uh, and like it involves the devil and stuff. 42%. Rock of Ages, 42%. Um, yeah, Rock Jack of Reacher, Never Go Back, 38%. Yeah, that should be zero. Yeah, that movie that should be negative two. Uh, this was surprising. Days of Thunder at 37%. I don't know. That's a surprising. Back back in the day when it I came out, I just remember because that was like the the Nicole Kidman Tom Cruise film, right? Yeah. And so and, and re- I've rewatched it a few times. It's uh, it's all right. It's fine. What about Lions Michael Rooker is it, great in that film. Have you ever seen Lions for Lambs? I've yes, not. it's not great. Twenty seven percent. Yeah. Um, way too. Way too. Pre- Val- Valkyrie also not a great film. I think Valkyrie did okay, didn't it? Oh, okay. Uh, sixty probably sixty three percent. Valkyrie's at sixty two percent. Ooh, I guess there, Benny Boy. What's his highest film? His highest film, the first Mission Impossible. No, the highest film is probably going to be or like Rogue Nation or something like ninety nine percent. I'm gonna say Magnolia. No, it'll be a Mission Impossible film and it'll be like ninety nine percent. Mission Impossible Fallout. Fallout at ninety seven percent. His best film from the eighties. Tom Cruise's uh, best film on Rotten Tomatoes from the eighties. Rain Man. Ninety two percent. Rain Man. Yeah. No. Oh. Risky Business. Wow. Wow. What's Rain Man? Uh, 88%. Nah, there you go. 1% behind. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, not 1%. 3%. No, wow. 4%. Okay, He's, let's do that. I thought the Risky Business was 89. No, 92. Oh. 
I, I don't know why I thought no, 89. No, 89 came out in 87. And then the color of money was up there at 88. I love the color of money. money's great. Oh. Yep. So, yeah, no, he's, he's done a couple films that he, he's- All right, so good. Ben likes really shitty movies. Okay, you know- And we like movies that are good and just unjustly rated. Yep. Where the Millers Wait, is a good what? film. I don't understand why people- Except Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is not- No, it is a great movie. film. I love it's that not, film. I will hey, it. I watch Home Alone 2 every year. It's not better than the first one. It's not garbage, though. Yeah. Is it worth 35% of Rotten Tomatoes? Home Alone 2? Yeah. It's- it's, no, come on, stop. Is it, it. better stop. than that? I would give shut it, your face. I'd give shut your hole. Home Alone Two deserves forty nine percent. Nope, no, nope, nope, stop. <laughs> I love this. There's an emotional center to it. What it, what, what is the the original uh, the one that just came out um, on Netflix a couple years ago? The, the Christmas Chronicles? No, no, I don't want. Yeah, I don't Kurt, want your Kurt opinion, Russell. or I don't want the facts. I want the, what the what your opinion would be, Nate. Oh no, I don't. I don't love that film. Okay. I, I don't. I um, it, got, it. it got good traction though. I mean, people liked it. People like Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? And he, he plays Goldie good, Hawn, apparently. He, he plays, Whoa! <laughs> Shots fired, Kurt! Go fuck yourself! Brad Oman says so! Pow, pow, pow! I didn't divorce him. <laughs> he plays a good uh, Santa. But isn't she in that? So do Goldie I. Hawn? She, yeah, I, well, I, I'm not sure if she was in the first one, but she's in the second one. Wow. Rolled her old bones out there, huh? Wow, Jesus. Sorry, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on one side, I'm on the other. Uh, well, that was fun. A little Rotten Tomatoes yeah. banter. Rotten rap rapport. Rotten rapport. Rotten rapport. Well, that was a lot of fun. I know. I enjoy talking about movies with my best friends. Did you? Did, did you did, know that we we're? I first this, time this hearing it. News to me. I, I'm I'm flattered. Flattered. All right, we'll we'll take it under advisement. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, where can people find you talking about the movies on the online? You talk uh, about the movies, do you? I love talking about movies. Brad, where can people find you on the online? Oh, at Ethan underscore Anderton on Twitter is where I can be found. Also, slashfilm.com. If you go to x.com, does it reroute to Twitter? You like, mean vice like, versa? No, no. Like if you if you type in x.com, will it will it just go to like Twitter? No, I think it's officially x.com now. Okay. It is. Yeah, but there are still remnants of Twitter it's things. So weird. Around. Yeah, it's so weird. And, and, and Brad will hold on to that. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. Oh, absolutely. And I made it so that my icon on my phone is not the X icon. It's a Twitter icon, and there's an Apple shortcut that goes to X. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's hardcore. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Whoa. And I mean that. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to stop bringing it up, Nate. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Slashroom.com, where you can find me writing about movies and TV shows every now and then. Um, right now, I'm working on a big old gift guide for Slash Film. Tons of Oh, yeah. Stuff you do that every year. For Thanksgiving. Well, I just deal. started doing it for like myself for the first time last year. Okay. And so this year- so That was a big deal last year. I know it was a was. big project for you. Yeah, so. it was. And still is this year. It's going to be a big one this year. <laughs> yeah, so get ready. I'm going to whip it out. Okay. Yeah, well, this big old gift guide. and Pop it right in your face. All right, Nate. How about you, buddy? Where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on online on Instagram, and you know, all right. You can find me online. You can find me on LinkedIn. Go on uh, something called LondonUncalling.com, where I'm just talking shit about British women and how they sound. Uh, Pretty great. That was a weird website for that. (laughs) London Calling. No, I got it. No, 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 no jokes there. No, no. Yeah, we we heard. Oh, look at my breasts! Thousand Ghibli bits all over the place. This is like a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty good Monty <laughs> Python voice. All right, all right then. We'll, we'll, we'll be back next week, baby. Now you sound like British Miss Piggy. <laughs> and there it is. All right. Uh, hey, guys. It was a lot of fun. I, I know I had a good time. All right. I love you both. Love you too. Right, do you? What, what, how do we end the show? Um, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Nah, cheating, eh?